listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. You know who it is. You know what it is. It's The Sizzle in the building. Guess who's in the building? He's Jay Sizzle. I'm G Sizzle. And we are in the building, and it's about to get sizzly, my friend. Well, I don't know how sizzly is going to get. But first of all, we want to thank those of you who are liking, subscribing, and sharing. Thank you for your hard your diligence man just doing the thing i appreciate it and shout out to you for doing the thing and hitting the button getting the subscription notification so man out shouts out to everybody so we got to talk about the chicago bulls so let's go ahead and get this out the way we've only got a few minutes to do it and so we're going to take this time to say the eulogy for the chicago bulls seasons as it comes to an end and a very fitting end my friend it's uh I guess it comes to the only end it could come to, huh? Well, if you don't know. So let's go through it. The Bucks defeat the Bulls in game five in advance to face the Celtics. I mean, we all saw it coming, but we were just hoping it would be over with soon. The Bucks beat the Bulls 116 to 110 and almost sweep the first round series. Um They will advance on to the semifinals to see the number two seed, the Boston Celtics. And Jay, let me just throw this number out at you. 33-9-3. Can you guess who that came from today? Uh, We know, well, yeah, 33 is almost close to how many minutes DeMar DeRozan went without scoring a basket (laughs) um, at this start game. man. Giannis is an MVP of MVPs. He is probably the best basketball player on the planet. Probably. Now, some people might debate, debate, and debate. This is late. See, I'm already, I'm already. My my diction has decided not to function. But Giannis is the type of player who's going to give you everything he has and demand everything he has from his other players that he's playing with and get it. Unlike certain superstars out in California and in Brooklyn who decided to put the super team together and nobody wanted to play. This is the reason why I think Giannis is number one right now. There's a lot of LeBron fans out there, that is, or Joel Embiid fans, at least he's going to give you heart, hustle, and muscle, who's going to say he's the greatest player uh, of all time. We look at this young lion, Simba, out here, and he is ruling the planes of the NBA. All of the championships are going to have to go through Giannis. That's just what's going to happen. You're going to have to meet him. And I think right now you see a transference of power. And, yes, I'm talking about LeBron James. LeBron James is not the best basketball player in the NBA right now. Is it's, it's Giannis Antetokounmpo, and he just continues to get better. Um, he showed what he had to show tonight. And the funny part about it, the Bulls were so on demand, but it wouldn't have mattered if they had the full compliment out there. Giannis was going to get it done. Yeah, I mean, Giannis, throughout this series, it's been a hard series, really, to 
kind of wrap your mind around the Bulls ever having a chance in it. Um, in this series, just in this series alone, he's averaged 27 points, 14 assists, uh, excuse me, 14 rebounds and seven assists with about a, a block per game. It's just one of those things where you see a Bulls team that in their final three games have lost by a margin of 23 points. They haven't looked good. And to your point, even with Zach Levine, even with Alex Caruso, they still didn't have the shooting. They didn't have the rebounding. They didn't have the defense to hang with the NBA champs. And it just became evident. And even with Chris Middleton going down, you still had no reprieve. I mean, Chris Middleton went down. And some might say it wasn't even a big deal because their bench came in. As we saw once the Bulls won a game, then they threw Bobby Portis in. He picked up Chris Middleton's minutes. Then you had Grayson Allen coming off the bench. But game five, Grayson Allen, I think, was five for seven. Um, <laughs> well, you go five for seven and six for seven in, uh, at shooting threes. I, it becomes very hard to see who are you going to stop. You can't stop the main score. You can't stop their supplement scores. Their defense is stifling you. Whenever you come into the paint, they're making sure you can't get your shot up. So I don't know what you can do outside of saying that Giannis was using this as a tool-up. Maybe we'll begin to start seeing a good series when we see the Celtics and Bucks. Well, I think you're going to see a great yeah, you're going to see a great series right there. I think you see the Celtics, who probably um, is the best team in basketball right now. Um, people, some people would say it would be the Golden State Warriors. I don't believe that. I think Golden State is in the same problem as the Lakers are in, are in the same problem as Brooklyn is in. You saw Steph Curry miss four free throws in a basketball game. That has never happened. Um, as far as I understand, since he's been playing professional basketball, he's missed four free throws. I think you started to see these NBA stars getting long in the tooth. And now you start to see these Celtics and Bucks, these type of teams coming to the forefront. And you're now about to see the new Lions starting to take over. As for uh, the Chicago Bulls, they wasted a DeMar Rosen, DeMar DeRozan output that was great as the regular season went on. He averaged almost 28 points a game because he had to. He had to give them any shot of winning any basketball game. DeMar DeRozan had to play extremely well. You saw what happened tonight. I mean, he didn't have any help, but you saw first 26 minutes, nothing out of him. You saw the Bull, the Bucks go on like a 23 to 2 run uh somewhere in the first quarter going into the second quarter or something like that. Game was over and out of hand. DeMar DeRozan is not the guy without help who can make a team greater. That's the reason why the Bulls got him. They needed Zach Levine. They needed Caruso. They needed Lonzo Ball. And until these people come back uh, and come back healthy and can stay healthy. The Bulls are going to be an average basketball team. I think that's what they were all year. I just think they caught lightning in the bottle early. Um, and I've been saying all year that this team was not what they appeared to be on paper. They just weren't. 
injuries got him. And I don't know what um, Zach Levine's doing with the COVID, in the COVID uh, protocol. Was this third or fourth time in the COVID protocol? Is that what it is? At least it's third. Yeah, I mean, you know, what are you doing? I don't know what's going on. But so you saw a, a uh, Bucks team that knew that the Bulls really didn't have a shot. Even with their full complement, they didn't have a shot. Um, and you, as you said, you saw Giannis Cruz. And this next series, though, is going to be a battle. Celtics, uh, Bucks. You're talking a uh, uh, Tatum uh, who should be NBA, uh, all NBA first team. Mm -hmm. You're talking I mean, about who, a team that has been the best since the turn of the calendar year, the best in yeah. the league, you know? Yeah. The so, Suns have so a better you, record, but they've been the best team, especially, well, they're the best team in the East right now. Right. And so you, you look at a guy who has been playing extremely well and they are a team that has really gel, um, tough, you know, Jason seen him almost 30 points a game. I mean, that's, he doesn't get the pub that he needs to get. I mean, I, he's one of these guys who is a super problem. And uh, I don't think he's going to go away against the Bucks. I think you'll see a, a bigger output from Jason Tatum just because he knows the winner of this series is going to go on and possibly win the NBA championship. Wow, bro. That's crazy. That's so love, bro. Well, let's talk about what's so love, Jay, is we've talked about this before, and you just mentioned it about the Bulls squandering an opportunity with DeMar DeRozan. I don't know if it was so much squandered. I think they did the best they could do with uh, what they have as they are presently constructed. I've been on the, you better get the best you can get out of a Zach Levine trade for the moment so for the next few minutes, we're going to talk about just really what the Bulls have and what they can do. Because I don't see a team like Boston when I look at the Bulls. I don't see a lot of organic players where you see that the, the Celtics have maybe, what, four or five players on their roster yeah. that were their drafted players that they just were able to supplement. I mean, when you got guys coming back to your team, just to play with the team so that they have this shot, the Al Horford. But you got your point, your off guard, your swing, your center. They're all Celtics bred people. They were born and bred mm -hmm. in their system. Unlike the Bulls, nobody at this point outside of Patrick Williams is a Bulls born and bred from their stable. You've got Lonzo Ball, who was a free agent. You've got Zach Levine, who was in a trade. You've got a free agent in DeMar DeRozan. And along with Vooch, who was a trade acquisition, how do you go about then supplementing a team, to your point, that looks a little long in the tooth? They look a little old. I mean, Vooch, what is this, year 11 and 12 for Vooch and for DeMar or yeah, something like that? Age, 30, age 31. Yeah. You got Vooch is age 31. DeMar DeRozan is 32. Now, here's the thing about it. You got minutes played in the regular season, over 2,700 for DeMar DeRozan, over 2,400 for Vucevic. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Field goals attempted. 1,500 by DeMar DeRose, over 1,500. He has uh, he has over 400 more field goal attempts than anybody else on the Bulls roster. That's a problem for your 32-year-old to be leading the way like that. Now, we know that Zach Levine was injured. We know that uh, the other scores, and I don't even think you can count another score past Zach Levine. For the Bulls, who, who who's the who's the other guy that's supposed to score for you? Because we know this has probably been the best output that we've seen from Demar Demar Derozan. We're not going to see this again. Demar Derozan scored over twenty one hundred points this, this season, twenty one hundred. Outpaced uh, Levine by six or seven hundred. And outpaced Vucevic by nearly 900 points he outscored. All right? We're not getting this output again from DeMar DeRozan. Not, not at 32 years old. That's it. So let, let, let's bring DeMar, DeMar DeRozan back down to reality of Zach Levine. Is that going to be enough now? Is Zach Levine all of a sudden going to flip around and be the man? Because he needed to be the man. Now, we know he was injured. But was he the man last year? Well, he had to be the man last year on a terrible team. The Bulls were the Bulls were an absolute laughingstock last year. So we saw the new um, leadership come in and dump all that garbage out and bring in a respectable team that played respectable. But as to your point, what do you do now? Because now you have a 33-year-old DeMar DeRozan. And we've seen what starts happening to these guys uh, who are not LeBron James when they start getting 32 and 33 years old. Uh, obviously, you see, you saw KD fall off, had one of his worst playoffs ever. Uh, you, you, saw, you, see, you see Curry, even though he's playing well now, you saw him struggling. Uh, you saw uh, LeBron James, even though what, how old is LeBron now, 36? Thirty-seven, something like that, and so you start seeing these. You start seeing the Westbrooks. You start seeing all these guys in their thirties start to struggle, and I am going to be surprised if we get this type of output from Demar Derozan again. I don't think we're going to get it. So now, where's your where's your offense coming from? It's definitely not coming from Lonzo Ball. He's your he, he's your point guard. No, he's a distributor, and I don't see another guy on the team. He's not coming from Patrick Williams. What do you have? Uh, twenty points tonight or something like that? Yeah. So is, is is he gonna be your new offensive? Right now, you don't have an offensive score on this team. You don't have one because Demar Derozan isn't going to make this output next year. He's he's just not going. To, he's just not going to have this output. You know, if he if he scores fourteen hundred points next year, fifteen hundred points, I'd be surprised. So where is where is the rest of that six hundred, seven hundred points coming from off this roster? I mean, Io Io's not ready to step up. Kobe White, you got coming off the bench, and after that, who? I mean, you know, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't like like you're saying, um, G. I don't think the Bulls, as constructed, have a chance to win in the East. I think um, half these guys on here, including Vucevic, aren't going to be here when the Bulls start making a real run for the East. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, and let me be clear, so I know somebody's going to say the Celtics didn't have a great record. They were only 51 and 31. 
Yes, there were uh, a couple of teams that were ahead of the Celtics. The Suns having the league leading 64 and 18. The Grizzlies were 56 and 26. Uh, the Warriors had a better record, I think, at 53 and 29. Um, but when you look at the Eastern Conference, only the Heat were 53 and 29, had a better record. Uh, the one thing about the Celtics, as you saw, the Raptors had a better win loss in their last 10. They were eight and two going into playoffs. Celtics were seven and three. But to your point, you've got some things that happened, some weird anomalies. One of those anomalies was the Hawks. After John Collins was injured, you saw the Hawks take a precipitous fall. Things started to go awry. It didn't look good. But then you have some other teams that are on the come up. You have the Cavaliers who were sitting there. You have, I believe Detroit will be much better next year. So now you're going to have the Bulls fighting and not just them. You still got the Raptors to deal with and the Pacers will be better. And so to your point, if you don't get any younger scoring, if you don't get any new talent in with the Bulls, there's no way the Bulls can stack up against the Heat, the Celtics, even a faltering 76ers team. Uh, and I would say right now, a Kevin, Gar a Kevin Durant Nets team, I don't think fully healthy that they could beat them in a series. So the question is, where do you go? And how do you put a get together a team where are you going to find, and we talked about this before, like some people, are, oh man, they just need to sign everybody, get everybody healthy, and, and then get some shooters. Well, that sounds great. That's just like saying, hey, I need to find a better house with more rooms and at least one maid, and then I would live in a mansion. That It, it sounds good, but the reality is you're pretty much stuck with what you've got right now, and I don't know where you're going to go. I, I really don't know where you can go moving forward because you don't have size to defend against the better teams in the East. You don't have defenders and you don't have shooters. So technically you have nothing. You got a bulky knee, Zach Levine. You got an old man in DeRozan. You got Vooch who already looks like an old man. And you've got a non-consistent Lonzo Ball who's, Always non-consistent. I mean, that's been his MO of his whole career. And then you got your guy, Patrick Williams, which I don't know what Patrick Williams is. I, I know a lot of young guys come in as offensive players, but I don't know what he is, really. I mean, I, unless you can see something he is that I can't see, Jay. Uh, he's not a great defender, and he's not a great shooter. So I really don't know what he is, and I don't know how the Bulls then – try and rectify or try to compensate for all those things that are going on when you have so many pieces that are missing. But let's stop talking about what the Bulls don't have. And let's talk about in the playoffs, what's going on right now, what other teams do have. Wow, mm -hmm. bro. That's crazy. That's so love, bro. So right now, man, you've got a Heat team that, put the foom fops on the team with their people injured. You got a 76ers team that could lose and look terrible. Uh, you saw the Hawks get bounced out real early. But the West is where you see some intriguing things going on. You see the Suns now in a dogfight in their series. Um, 
the Grizz and the Mavs dogfight. The Jazz look a little bit done. The Nuggets look like they're almost burnt up. And I don't even know why the Timberwolves are still around. But I will tell you nah. one team that I'm really excited about watching and that I've been watching is the Pelicans, man. I really – I like that Pelicans. Oh, yeah, what a resurgence there. Yeah, I what a resurgence that. there. So we talked about it earlier, man. Do you think that this is a Pels team that might be thinking maybe later on down the road, this thing with Zion, if it doesn't work, maybe we can move and restructure some things in there? Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. Absolutely not. He's still he's gotta he's gotta adjust his game. All right. Mm. He, because his game is all power. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is the strongest player in the NBA. Mm -hmm. And he probably is the highest jumping player in the NBA. And he's probably one of the heaviest players in the NBA. None of that match. None of that matches up. And the guy's only six foot four, five, something like that. So the issue is now is that he has to refine his game. He has to take a thought from Derrick Rose and go, hmm, do I want to keep playing like this and continue to injure myself? Because that's what's going to happen. He can't keep doing this. He can't keep just pounding his body like he's pounded it and going. Now, one thing that he has, which is amazing to me, he has guard basketball handling skills at his size. He can move. And if he gets down on the block, there's nobody going to stop him from going to the basket. He's just not going to be stopped. He's probably one of the most unstoppable forces in the game if he's healthy. You don't get rid of that guy. Because at some point in time, how is he, 20? 21, maybe? I don't even think he's 21. At some point in time, it's going to click in for him. And he's going to go, hey, you ever heard of a guy named Wes Unsell? Ever heard of that guy? Can you imagine Wes Unsell with handles? That I don't care. He was only six foot six or so, six foot seven. But there was no centers out there who could outpower. Remember Moses Malone? Mm -hmm. Right? Can you imagine Moses Malone with handles? where he's going to get the ball up to the basket. This is Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson is getting the ball up to the basket. You remember when he just manhandled Giannis, took the ball from him like he was a five-year-old? Yes. This guy is one of these freak athletes that come through the NBA, that come through sports, period. All right? He's just got a guy who's got to figure out, I don't have to play at the top of my physical abilities to be great. He needs to, he needs to dial it back. That's what he needs to do. He ain't going to play no defense, but he can out jump everybody. But uh, is he going to get any lighter? No, I think he's going to be what he is right there. I think, I think he's going to be this size. This is what he's going to have to be. He's Charles Barkley on steroids. Mm -hmm. And uh, for those of y'all who don't remember the round mound, the rebound way back in the day before he put on that weight, he was, uh, I believe MVP. Uh, he was nobody to be uh, fooled with. Charles Barkley would ball you. And Charles Barkley does not have half of the physical ability that Zion Williams has. I, I think, you, no, you got to keep this guy. Where, where are you going? 
No, there's no way. You, there's no way you get rid of this guy whatsoever. He, he's uh, unless something happens, he wants out of the Pelicans. But if they can get him back next year, and somehow they can keep Ingram there, and somehow they can figure this out, and he can stay relatively healthy, give you three quarters of the games next year. You know, did you see him the other day? He he was dunking in practice mm-hmm. before the game, just dunking between his leg windmills or whatever he was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, now the person who really concerns me with I mean I love the theatrics I love the high flying but we've seen this movie before we've actually and those who are Chicago fans you've actually had a front row seat to what is the new John Morant show is it it is Derrick Rose-ish it is Derrick Rose-esque it is yeah all the 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 ritz and the razzle bedazzle until that knee goes and then it's all over, Jack. It's that hot sound. Yeah, that 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 was how that was the collective sound of Chicagoans when Derrick Rose went down in the playoffs. Yeah. And it just never. I mean, he's a shell of himself now as a player, and it's a sad thing. So if you don't learn how to do some other things, you don't learn how to because there are a lot of guys who got to change their skill. I mean, you got James Harden who's going to have to learn how to do something else. I don't know what, but maybe number one is get in shape along well, with Anthony Davis. And you're going to have to, oh, there are guys who are just going to have to learn how to do different things now. Well, yeah. Well, I was going, I was going to your Grizzlies point was that they're the number one team in transition basketball this year. They're, nobody's better than the Grizzlies in transition because they have the high flyers on that team. But to your point, can they continue to fly? Because we know during playoffs, all that slows down. That you have better teams who gonna who gonna get back and play better defense. You're not gonna get those breakout points. So can you get a John Morant uh, consistently attacking the basket? I think he's going to continue to consistently attack the basket. Will his body hold up? Yeah, you know. Good and uh, I'm not sure about that. I just uh, he he's. Too herky jerky to keep this up. We like you said, we saw this with Derrick Rose already. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully somebody goes over to Ja and goes, Hey, uh, there's a gentleman who used to wear the number one in Chicago. Can can we show you? You know, and he's actually, he's actually got dreads like you now. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, 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 uh, maybe Derek should call him. Like, hey, dude, slow down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Let, let, let's. Let's pace yourself. You just can't. You just can't be ball. Even though he made a great play last night to win the game, uh, that that layup was phenomenal. He just he's just one of these guys who's just uh, wills himself in a game to be great. But again, you know, longevity. Let's sign. Let's sign some more contracts, there, young fella. That that's what you need to do. Yeah. So you know, it, it's uh, it's a sad day for Chicagoans, and we here on the sizzle. It was something we saw coming, we knew it was coming, and it was the oh. end of the Bulls run, which really, <laughs> once Lonzo Ball went down, it it signaled the end for somebody in somebody's year. And so we're just happy that, you know, tomorrow, probably tomorrow morning, Zach Levine, after he gets well, goes into surgery uh, for his knee. And... Yeah, gets a max contract for somebody with a bad back, a bad knee, 
a broken wrist, multiple COVID uh, exceptions. Yeah, I, I can keep going. And this is the Bulls team who's yet to figure out their three-point shooting. Yet, yet to figure this out. I mean, they don't have they don't have anybody to stretch the floor right now. And until you get somebody who can stretch the floor, the Bulls are going to be exactly what they are. I mean, you do not have a consistent out. You do not have a consistent outside shot. And until you do something about that, the Bulls are going to be um, terrible. You know. The Bulls, I'm reading this right now, and I didn't even believe this when I read this, right? It said the Bulls have produced the worst offensive rating among all playoff and play-in teams across their first four games of the first round. That's the worst, off the worst offensive rating. Their offensive worst. rating is so bad that it gets this. Terrible. I don't think Terrible. there's enough bombs right now to drop on the Bulls. And thankfully, this woeful season has come to an end. But we haven't come to an end because when we come back, we're going to talk about the NFL. We're going to talk about what's getting ready to happen and maybe some great things for the beloved Bears. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be hard, but we'll go through it. It's not going to be hard for us. It's going to be hard for them because we're going to talk about it all yeah. here on the sizzle so you know who's in the building he's jay sizzle i'm g sizzle and when we come back boy we got a lot to talk about we're gonna keep it hot we're gonna keep it fiery and we're gonna do our jobs that's right tim everyone has to do their job do your job yeah <laughs> all right we'll see you on the other <laughs> side make sure that you follow us on twitter facebook and instagram at iron skillet sports and remember to like, share, and subscribe to Iron Skillet Sports on YouTube at Iron Skillet Sports.